Hey everybody, this is Glenn and Jessica. You're listening to the T Podcast, the show that talks about everyday life, challenges, opportunities, and blessings for people who love some tea. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in and welcome back to another episode of The Tea. On today's podcast, we are going to be doing a Q&A on entrepreneurship and talk about how Powerhouse got started and the new Toro business. What inspired you to develop this idea? Well, to be honest, I like what Edith just said. I mean, uh, you know, about being broke. I mean, again, I've always, you know, looked at the glitz and glamour of others and, and wanted certain things as a kid. I didn't have that. So um, I've always wanted to be successful. I didn't know how that looked. I knew how it looked, but I didn't know how to get there, I should say. So, yeah, I think from being broke and not having what other people had. How did your idea start? Like, did you just write it down on a piece of paper? Or were you like from one day to the next, like, I'm going to do this and I'm just going to do it and no looking back? Well, we've got multiple businesses, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the group home. And I, I grew up around the group home. So I, my father figure, uh, he had multiple group homes. We were always around the same, the kids' same age. And I saw him as just an, I didn't even know he was an entrepreneur. I didn't even know what that word meant. And, uh, but I saw him and I saw how he was just a mentor of, of young men. And it was attractive and the things that he had were attractive so i think that would probably have been my first introduction to entrepreneurship and business so knowing what you do now so now you're the ceo of group homes what is something that you have done is there something that you would have done differently when you first started out Absolutely. I mean, when I first started out, I think it was about, you know, making money and and not really connecting with my people, connecting with the kids. You're just looking at it as this is a new business adventure. And, you know, you make a lot of mistakes by just chasing um, money and chasing the business aspect of it, because anytime you're dealing with human services, you've got to connect with people. So, yeah, I would have done a lot of things different now knowing what i know now and just to give our our listeners a little background of what a group home is can you explain that to us yeah absolutely so i have a contract that is with the state of arizona i have 50 boys that reside in homes residential homes in the community Um, these kids have been taken from their their families for various reasons and they've been placed in my custodial care and i develop programs and and things like that uh, for the boys to kind of follow and with the hope of of them moving towards more of sufficiency once they leave our agency. And what I like about your group home is that it's not necessarily a group home, right? We always talk about seeing that like run down, be in house where, you know, there's broken things everywhere. And I feel that, you know, coming into this agency, as soon as you walk through the door, it feels like any normal home and that's what you want it to feel like absolutely i mean going back to your initial question you know i was look when i first got into the business i was looking at profit and loss and and you know if the kids broke something i was replacing it with used furniture but real quickly you start to realize and learn that you know if you treat them less than they will act less than if you treat them without love and respect 
Um, they will act like that. Um, and I, I noticed that the boys would tear up things. They would tear up the beat up furniture that I would replace it with. So I just made, you know, a conscious decision that they're going to have what I have in my home. They're going to have new furniture. They're going to have the same TVs. And no matter how much they break, um, they're going to have those things in the home. And I, and I quickly learned that the kids were respond, responding to the new stuff. They enjoyed it and, and they believed that, hey, man, these people really do care about us. So we've just really taken our focus from profit and loss and, and doing what's right. Building families. Absolutely, absolutely. I, and that's one of the things I really talk, talk to them about is that we want to create a family environment and normalcy for them. So how did, how did you establish your company? I know you talked to several other people, but let's give our listeners kind of like where Powerhouse came from. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question, Jessica. And I, I want to tell anybody that's listening, like when they have a vision, like keep that vision in their front of their minds and don't listen to anybody else. Like go after what you want. Whatever your heart desires, if you stay focused on it, you'll achieve it. And again, you know, I was a young man that wanted to do business, didn't know how to do business. Uh, just actually at the time, I only had a bachelor's degree, but I kept moving forward. And quickly before I knew it, I had an LLC and I had a bank account and I had a, a, a EIN number. And then I had an application that I submitted with the state and I was attending meetings. And there were times that I was frustrated because it was like, well, this is super overwhelming and I'm not smart enough and I can't do this. But the, the, the secret to this thing is just staying consistent and like constantly just taking baby steps. And I went from one home to five homes quickly and, and could expand to 10 homes if, if I wanted to. So that is, that is definitely um, my advice is I would just tell anyone that wants to do this or do any type of business once they have that on their heart, keep moving forward and don't let anyone talk you out of your dream. That's awesome. Can you explain to the listeners about the name? Yeah, um, Powerhouse. See, and this is where um, I get a little goosebumps every time I talk about it or someone asks about it because it definitely was inspired by a higher power other than me. Um, I think sometimes you, you, you need to really give credit where it's due. And, and the man upstairs definitely inspired this whole journey. Powerhouse stands for providing opportunities with education through rehabilitation. I was driving down the 60 highway and I like passed through Power Road. And shortly after that, I just felt this overwhelming presence. And all I can tell you is it's, it's the only time in my life that I felt like I heard the voice of God mm -hmm. and I challenged that voice. I said, hey, if this is you, God, tell me what's the acronym. And no sooner than I said that, my spirit was filled with the acronym and it is providing opportunities with education through rehabilitation. So yeah, not smart enough to come up with that on my own. <laughs> That's awesome. So we all know, you know, starting, starting a business can have its challenges. Right? It's not from one day to the next. I'm pretty sure you worked real hard and, and probably many days and months to create this company. But can you talk to us about some of those challenges that you over, uh, overcame at the beginning of your journey? Yeah, and I, I mean, I'm going to transition and, and bring Edith in on this conversation right here because I think this is a great segue into getting her on the show. 
you know, I was very young um, and didn't know a lot about business, but I feel such a responsibility to pass that information on. And she's such a, a, a smart individual, uh, bright, tech savvy, um, and has a lot of uh, entrepreneurship um, qualities. So right now, I mean, we both just kind of opened up this Toro business together and, and I'll have her speak on it. But like, there's so many unknowns and there's so many things that we don't know. And I just think that one of the things that we've been really good at and which is helping us become successful is we're learning how to pivot when we see things that aren't working. We're not like, we're just not gonna stay in a rut and, and run the business down because we're prideful or whatever. But I think that's a great uh, question for you, E. Like, what would you say some of the challenges have been starting this thing up? You were the engineer of that. You were the one that um, was able to go and, and kind of get, get the nuts and bolts of, of the business. So I think in any new business, there's always a learning curve. Yeah. And I think that, that that's what has made our partnership really good is that the things that I'm not really good at, you know, I can look at my partner and say, hey, like what's the, uh, you know, the intricacies of, of this business and how do we make it profitable for and, and enjoyable for others too? Yeah, so what is Toro? Can you explain to us what, what Toro is? Yeah, Toro is basically like a Airbnb for um, cars. That's how people like need to explain it. Basically, if you're looking to go on a vacation or yeah, just to go on a vacation, you go on the app and you search in, um, you put in your dates that you want to do your vacation and cars just pop up and you kind of just rent out from people. They're called hosts, so we're hosts, we're tour hosts. Um, they reach out to us if they want to rent our vehicles. We get them ready, we prep them, we wash them, we clean them, and then we just have a certain drop-off location. They go on their little trip and then they come back and then it just goes in a circle. Yeah, and, 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 and again, you and I were just talking about the expansion and, and again, like in different cities. And I think that's that's really cool that we um, are not just, you know, tied to Arizona. We're looking at, you know, potentially putting a couple vehicles in the Utah area for ski season and, and things like that in Las Vegas. So this is something that um, is scary and, and there's some unknowns, but I love the fact that we're having some talks about building it. And, and that's another thing to the listeners. I think that, you know, we're so new to this and we're naive, but we're not afraid. And, and again, like I said, yeah, I mean, this is the first step, but we can always pivot if we see something not working. I would think, you know, that you guys listening out there can take that from, from us, that we're just not afraid to take a chance. You got to be willing to take a chance. And I think that's really unique about your business with Toro is that you can take it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, we really can provide a four will experience anywhere in the country like we're, we're going to provide you a first class experience you know all of our vehicles are like 2019 and, and newer um so there there's no worry for your family like oh well these this car break down on me you know we're going to provide a, a service that that is going to be first class how would you define success with Venturo? like just say you know i'm successful with my business. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in on that one, E, because I don't think that you should ever think you're successful, whether it's the Toro business 
whether it's the group homes or real estate that we kind of are dabbling in. I think when you talk about success, um, you know, that's that, that that's so hard to measure because it's for me, I don't ever want to feel like I'm successful because then that is going to stop me from wanting to grind every day. Like I I know that every day I want to just outdo myself. Like every day I want to compete and see how much we can do uh, for others. Uh, and, and, and if it's if we're talking revenue, how much revenue can we make this month? You know, like I don't want to get to a point to say, oh, we made ten thousand dollars this month and we're satisfied because when you start thinking that you're successful, you become complacent. So, yeah, you become comfortable. And I think that's that is uh, one of the books I love reading. It's a children's book. And uh, I would encourage all my readers to, to or listeners to go out and get it and read it. It's called Who Moved My Cheese? Um, I don't ever want to get stagnant. I never want to eat old cheese. So, yeah. What do you think? I think aside from many, um, I think it's just more about like getting our names out there or just not even getting our names. It's more of an accomplishment so we can feel successful because we accomplished something that we, it was just a thought. Because he called me one day. He's like, we should start Turo. But, you know, he calls me and he like tells me a lot of things and half of them we do, half of them we don't do. But the fact that we did it, that's in the, that's success right there. Just so it's internal it's a first success, step. Yeah. right? It's not necessarily like you said. You don't need to see it on charts or on um, on money or like on a monthly thing. It's something that already happens with um, from the inside. Yeah, and I and I'm glad you said that, Edith. And that's why I think that um, you need to um, really think about what she just said because it's such a good thing that you know we have five or six, seven discussions, you know, a week about different things. And she said some of it comes to fruition and some of it doesn't. I mean, again, I think that's one of the the driving forces for success. It's not it's not money. It's not it's not uh, how you feel. It's it's the things that you accomplish that you feel good about. So that's uh, that's and really I feel good. like you guys are always and I know you just you can describe yourself. Correct me if I'm wrong that you, you may I may describe you, I should say, as you have that entrepreneurship skill in in you, right? You always want to keep moving forward, but because that's why you get all these ideas, and because one idea becomes successful, you're kind of like, okay, where can I take this from from here, and how can I help others be in that entrepreneur spirit like me? Absolutely, you want to surround yourself around like-minded people, and and uh, I'm humbled, you know, Jessica, that you say that I have an entrepreneur spirit. I'm late to this. I'm late to the party. But I know that, you know, you only have a short time on this earth. And I want to make sure that I fulfill everything. And, and again, we, we, we sometimes equate um, dollars to success. You know, if we're talking about our Toro business, absolutely, we want to make a profit. But we want to provide a first-class experience. But if we're talking about the group homes, we want to make sure that we change lives. We want to impact kids for purpose. So for me, I think what drives me is the I get another day like to like do something. Like I don't want to finish this this life and be like, man, I was supposed to do this and this and this and this and see all these things that I you know I'm laying on my deathbed and I haven't accomplished. You know, I think that would suck. You know, I'm like. I want to keep going and, and, you know, sometimes 
people just don't understand you. I'd, I'd be honest, like my wife doesn't understand me sometimes because she's like, you have such ADHD and when, when is it gonna be enough? It's about helping others. If it was just about me, 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 greedy, 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 like I think that that's, that's I'm never gonna find fulfillment. But to know that I'm going to be able to pass something on to Edith and her family and, and leave a legacy is like, that's what drives me. That's what drives me to want to like create more businesses and do more things. Because let's keep it real. Without money, we can't bless people. We can't impact the world. So we need that. And I like you mentioned something a while ago when you were talking to a group of, you know, um, it was a, the Black Student Union at Red Mountain High School. You mentioned vision having vision absolutely and I you know that's that's a Habakkuk 2 2 it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible and it's talking about write your vision down and don't worry that it may tarry don't worry that it may take some time to come to fruition but like if you have a vision and you don't let anybody talk you out of your vision it will come to pass it's biblical I mean it's like it's so simple it's just a simple concept that we sometimes dis dismiss and we read over like it's a promise it doesn't it's not about how good we are or our behavior or or what we need to do to get this it doesn't say anything about that Habakkuk 2 2 says write it down and it will come to fruition it's gonna take some time it's gonna take some work so I mean that's one of the things that I truly hold on to so you got to have vision you have to have a grind and you have to be able to execute yeah, so, I mean, and, and it's really just simple. I mean, the grind is, you know, I'm not going to let anyone outwork me. I'm just not. I mean, and I, I, I think that, you know, it's easier said than done. We all, everybody's, oh, I'm going to work, I'm going to work. And like I told the, the kids at the school, you know, that is, yeah, I'm, I'm running for cancer. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make the 48 miles. I know it's going to be hell. But I'm doing it also because it's tough. And, and when you do the tough stuff, after the tough stuff, there's, there's always a reward. Um, so that's the grind. And then we talked about the vision and having a vision and don't letting anybody talk you out of it. But the execution part is where, okay, we've done all the training, we've done all the preparation. Now I'm gonna go do these 48 miles and it's gonna be tough. And, but because of all the training and all the stuff that I've done, to prepare for this, I'm gonna be able to make it. And it's no different than in business, no different in entrepreneurship. You're gonna do your research, you're gonna have your vision, and then you're gonna do the tough stuff. Thanks for sipping the tea with us. Until we meet again, stay blessed.